This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 214. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Podcasting is weird. Podcasting is unpredictable. Podcasting can take some interesting turns. Like war. Like politics. Like NFL football free agency. And like the Oscars. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. <laughs> they say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. That doesn't touch your heart. You don't have one. Kiwi Juan is the American dream. We all remember him as a kid, as Harrison Ford's sidekick in Indiana Jones in 1984 and in The Goonies in 1985. But Juan quit acting a little bit after that because he found there weren't too many substantial film roles for Asian people. He didn't return to acting until 2021 in Everything Everywhere as Wayman Wang and he's returned on top of the world. His life has been full of twists and turns. Life is full of twists and turns. You never know what's coming next. You never know how things can turn out, especially in 2023. This week, Russian warplanes hit an American drone over the Black Sea. The incident was the first known physical contact between the two militaries since the war in Ukraine began last year. The Silicon Valley Bank completely collapsed. Huge parts of California have been hit with feet of snow. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. Yes, life is full of surprises and curveballs. And I recorded this show on March 15th, the Ides of March. And we all know we should beware the Ides of March because it's full of madness. Anything can happen, especially in March. It's a time full of madness, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, Iran, California, the skies over Montana, or the locker rooms of the NFL, or as a podcaster. Yes, I had an amazing guest lined up for this episode, and an entire show built around that person. But just a bit over an hour before we were scheduled to record, they had to cancel. 
shit happens. And as Marines often say, you need to stay Semper Gumby, always flexible. And as we'd say over in the Army, adapt, improvise, and overcome. Whether it's in the face of a late guest cancellation, the collapse of a Silicon Valley bank, a flood in your town, or a medical emergency in your family, we all face surprises. But how we respond to them is what defines us. This week, I went to a powerful event in New York for a group called One for Justice, a community of individuals and foundations that are focused on ending unjust and unnecessary incarceration. And I heard powerful stories from three advocates who had been incarcerated, one for almost 20 years. And every one of them found a way to put that in their past and move on. The event was hosted by Maggie Lear. She is the daughter of my old friend and dear mentor, Norman Lear. And after the event, I got to have a FaceTime with Norman, who lives out in California. He's a World War II vet, a legendary Hollywood producer, an activist, and an incredible American, one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. And he's 101 years old now. Some of you may have heard when he joined us on this show way back in episode 69. If you haven't heard it, I recommend it. And as I spoke to him last night, I told him that his advice on life stays with me always. And it's advice I've shared with my little boys and with anyone else who will listen. When I asked Norman his advice on life, he said, over and next. Over and next. When something's over, it's over. Move forward and on to what's next. Over and next. That's helped Norman Lear live to 101. And it's helped Norman Lear live amazingly well. And in a way that has transformed our country, improved our society, and inspired millions. And Norman's advice is something I try to live by every single day. And that's what we're going to do in this show. So instead of one amazing guest in conversation, you're going to get four. Now, our Patreon supporters, who pay a little bit to help support this show, always get a little extra piece of content after every show. And in this episode... I'm going to share four pieces of that extra content with you from four of our recent and most popular guests. We've been on a tear lately booking guests, and these four clips are from four of the most interesting and most inspiring we've had. Rachel Maddow, the great broadcaster and my old friend. Chef Robert Irvine, the innovator and businessman. Governor Wes Moore, another friend of mine and the hottest politician in America and General Barry McCaffrey, the wise and experienced strategist and master communicator. Rachel will share a book recommendation, the music she's listening to, and her favorite drink to make nowadays. Chef Robert Irvine shares his favorite drink, his first car, he chooses pancakes or waffles, and shares a secret ingredient for amazing pancakes that I have tried and is indeed amazing. And General Barry McCaffrey will share some wisdom about his favorite music and what he likes to listen to, what he likes to watch on television, why we both love Dolly Parton, and how he stays in fighting shape at age 80. And my friend Wes Moore shares his favorite thing about being the new governor of Maryland. He also shares a workout tip and his favorite Easter candy. 
It's a fun break of conversations from the hard-hitting seriousness of the last few episodes and from the news. March Madness is here, and the basketball tournament starts this week. But it's March Madness every day in politics, in banking, and in podcasting. Welcome to a change of pace. Welcome to a demonstration in being Semper Gumby. Welcome to Over and Next. Welcome to March Madness. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 214. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rachel Maddow. All right, we're back with Rachel Maddow, uh, Patreon members. We have no big advertisers like MSNBC or, you know, anywhere else. Uh, there's, no, there's, there's, there's no fucking help for this show sometimes except you. So thank you for bringing Rachel and bringing so many other things. Um, Rachel, what's something that you've read that you would recommend to folks? I thought about this coming into this because I knew you were going to ask me. There is a book from the 30s that has just been reissued. Um, there's a guy named Josh Cohen who won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 2022. He's a great writer on his own terms. And he did a new translation of a book um, that hadn't been translated for decades, but it was a huge bestseller in the 30s when it came out. And it's a novel called The Oppermans. Um, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N-N-S. And it's a novel about a Jewish middle-class family in Germany as Hitler and the Nazis are coming to power. And it was written by a middle-class Jewish guy in Germany, written like the, the time frame of the book is within a year of when he actually wrote it. And it was one of the first signals to the world of actually what was coming down the pike in Germany. Wow. And it was written, the fact that it was written in the moment is so compelling. And it's a cracker of a book just as a novel, as, as just as character development, telling the story of a family, it's great. And Josh Cohen did this new translation of it which is beautiful and it's been one of my favorite books for a long time and now you can newly get it it's called the opperman's highly recommend love it um what's what what is um something you're listening to now that you've it's been moving you whether you're out there you like to do shit like chop wood and things like that like what, what are you listening to that you mean excited? music you mean music yeah yeah, yeah i have become in my dotage in my old age retirement in new england um, I have become a real jazz listener, which I don't think you and I overlap on. Right? I do. You're, I like jazz. You are listening to jazz? Okay. I am. I so am. I'm, I'm doing like a lot of like Red Garland and uh, Hampton Hawes and that kind of era of jazz. Um, 
and you know and uh you know saxophone colossus and uh you know the rudy van gelder editions of those mid-century um jazz records and i'm kind of get i'm kind of obsessed like i'm no i'm no like encyclopedia of jazz by any means but that's what i'm putting on more often than anything new i days. love it i was so expecting you to say country music and i kind of wanted you to but i'm glad you didn't um well I, i'm i got i mean most of my past most of my most of my music history is country and so this, this is, is my first evolution do you ever listen to w, wwoz in new orleans no, so I don't. Shout out to my friend CC Colin Clark turned me on to WWOZ, and I've just been. We have independent radio stations that we support a lot in this house and on this show. Uh, radio Woodstock, I, I love it to death. I think it's an American like treasure. I wish they didn't have so many commercials, but but <laughs> but WWOZ is just another one. It's like an amazing treasure awesome. of radio in New Orleans that I love. Um, okay, last question. I'm gonna let you go. Um, you're a drink master. What's, what's a really great drink you're into or you you would you're excited about making lately you just come up with shit I'm drinking less because I'm old yeah I went to, I went to, I got my physical this year and the, you know they always say like are you are you smoking no I'm not smoking are you drinking yep <laughs> sorry doctor I can't hear you All right and it's like the the recommended like alcohol level for a I'm gonna be 50 in April for a 50 year old woman of my weight is like one drink a day maximum. And I'm like, so that means like, I literally can't have two glasses of wine with dinner. And it also means like one cocktail, that's like one cocktail, like maybe if it's a three ounce cocktail, that's okay. But if it's like a highball, that's like, is that two days worth of drinking? I can have one drink? Like, ah, it's hard to, Mm. When the drink, when the mad out drinking show, I've been telling you this for 20 years, and it doesn't have to be because it's, it's art form for you. It's history. It's politics. It's all of it. Like you on drinking on, on drinks is just fascinating. So it's not just about the amount like you. I mean, the shit know, you send me for Christmas every year. And I'm always like, what is this amazing thing I'm going to get this year? I have no I have to Google it. I don't know what the fuck it is, you know, every year. There, the all right. So, I, with the caveat that I am drinking less, um, yeah. and I stopped doing like cocktail moments on my show and everything because I felt like in the Trump era, the Rachel Maddow show audience did not be not need to be encouraged to be drinking anymore. And anymore now I'm doing it. I'm doing. I'll drink to that with Cuomo on Friday nights. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, Which, the, if you're on TV with Cuomo, you need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. I broke up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, there's yeah. a drink that you talk about in New Orleans. There is a drink. The classic New Orleans uh, brown liquor cocktail is, of course, the Sazerac, which is fantastic. Um, but I would encourage your viewers, and maybe I'll send you a recipe, you can post it on the um, on the website, is for a vieux carré, which means old quarter, which is an easy-to-make, um, consistent proportions cocktail that's stirred, and you serve it up in a cocktail glass, and it is... Every time, everybody who I've ever served it to, as long as you like brown liquor, every single person who I've ever served it to is like, please may I have another. So I'll send you a Vucare recipe. This is another reason why I love you because I love Vucare's. I think it might be one of my wife's favorite drinks. I know it, I love it. I'm all about a Vucare, like boom. All right, we're gonna end it there. We can't do any better than that. Thank you for sticking around. Patreon members, I love y'all. Thank you for keeping this going. Keep spreading the word, show Rachel love, check out everything she does. And until then, stay vigilant, my friends. Chef Robert Irvine. All right, Patreon members, this is the good stuff. You guys help fuel this work. You help bring us conversations like this one with the great 
Chef Robert Irvine. He is back. Extra conversation just for you. Sir, these are the questions we've asked folks for going on four years now. If I were going to sit down and buy you a drink, what is your drink of choice? Uh, a tequila, cold chill tequila shot and a beer, a Stella. Mm, what kind, is there a brand of tequila that you prefer? Um, Patron, I normally drink, or Don Julio 42. Hmm. And That's you have, where we you, are, man. Are you doing spirits also? Did I, did I see that? I have a, I have a distillery uh, that makes uh, vodka, gin, uh, bourbon, uh, whiskey, rum. Yes. In the yeah. U.S., right? In, In Pennsylvania. Philly, did I read? Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that, 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 that's got to be a busy area. Is that where, uh, is it near Latrobe and where all the other Pennsylvania beers, the Rolling Rock? No, guys? no, no? We're, we're Lansdale's in the middle of nowhere. It's an hour and 15 from, from um, uh, Philly. People in Lansdale say it's not in the middle of nowhere, but well, it is. Now that the Eagles have lost, there's going to be a lot of consumption of that going on this week, man. Yeah, well, sad day. <laughs> <laughs> great day great day as a giants fan great day okay let's go back to a, a day earlier in your life chef robert Irvine. I've asked, i asked this of everybody what was your very first car my very first car was a honda civic in this country in 1997 i started working at trump taj mahal i fired 322 people have you ever seen the movie roadhouse yes my car was in i'm on level two parking spot number two and they trashed it. It never left there for a year. It was your actual car? It was a leased it was the least Honda Civic. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. What, what it was a 1997? 1997, yeah. And what color was it? Green. What kind of green? Uh almost like a, a lime green. Wait, you know? so am I am I understanding this right? Like they actually trashed your car in cut, the movie? Cut or? my tires, smashed the windows, scratched the paintwork, yeah. Patrick Swayze, when he's like, right boot, got it. Yeah. Oh, That's dude. a great freaking movie. Your car was, is in that yeah, movie? Yeah, it was some of the toughest times in, in you know, I took over uh, as the executive chef. Trump said, do whatever. Um, I, I had people that would sweat, swipe an ID card in, and then go to another casino, work for eight hours, then come back and swipe out. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, it was, oh my God, I could write a book just on that. You might need to, or maybe even better. That would be a good movie. I mean, that yeah. was, so who would play you in a movie? Uh, probably, I mean, he's too old now, but John John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yes. Or, 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 or um, um, what's his name? Um, Stratham. Not, um, Michael Stratham? Michael Stratham. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's a girl. He knows a bit the bald English white that. guys get that a lot, right? It's like, yeah. you know, I get Woody Harrelson. Everyone, you know, if you're a bald white yeah, guy. I mean, if you put hair on, you could be him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I mean, you, when you're a bald white guy, you kind of get everything. You get the commish. You get, you get, none of them look remotely like you. I get, I get all the time. I get called all the time the married with, with children guy. Oh, um, Ted Bundy? Or is it, no, Ted that's Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, right? no. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I get him all the time. Oh, you're okay. okay. I, I got to, um, well, right. I, I got to ask you, what's a, what's a piece of music that you're digging, that you're listening when you're working out or you're driving or whatever? What's something you're listening you're to? You're going to laugh at me when I oh, say that. Never. I, 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 I listen to military band music. I'm a huge ABBA fan and Celine Dion and, uh, you know, I love country music. So any of those, 
That's no, nothing surprises me with you, man. You know, and, and I have, military I have band the band of Her Majesty's Royal Marines that I was playing when I was uh, I was uh, uh, waiting to go on air this morning. You know, I I just I I love the pomp and circumstance. I love the like. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. It gets you, I, you know, there's also there's a there's a there's a rhythm to it, right? That can kind of get you moving. It's yeah. designed to get you moving. And yeah. you know, whether you're walking or you're pumping iron, it's a good thing to get in the groove, right? Yeah, I, I, I there was a there was a TV show called Warship. It's just been brought back on on BBC television right now, um, where they follow a warship uh, on its deployment, and and we used to play that music every day on this ship, man. Wow. Okay, here's the last question. Then I'm gonna let you go and go, you know, pump iron and, and eat mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, this is a question that has divided America. It's independent Americans. We try to bring people together. We add light to contrast to heat. But there is one question where there is no middle ground. You must choose one side. You have to make a decision. Chef Robert Irvine, if you had to choose one, would you choose pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Why? I've never been a waffle guy. I make so I so there's it's, you laugh. But there oh. is a in this book, there is a a story about lemon uh, poppy seed pancakes in this book about about scaling um, and, and what happens you know if you have two people, four people, eight people you know you can't keep doubling, doubling you think it's going to be okay. It's about scaling the size of a business but pancakes for me I eat them every probably three or four days when I'm on the road. I can't eat them every day but I love the texture and I love sputtering, I mean a pound of butter um and you know a gallon of, of maple syrup on it they're so good i mean you know this is it, it's, i couldn't wait to ask you that question because we've asked i think 200 guests that question and i couldn't wait to get your response and, and you eat them three three times a day no three times a week not three times day. a week sorry three times a week yeah that, that's pretty good i mean yeah, I every two or three days every two or three days i because i'm on the road in small town america right you know people say oh where do you eat? Well, I'm going to tell you. I eat breakfast at IHOP. Why? Because I know it's it's fresh and it's good. Yeah, and I mean, people laugh at me. When oh, I was in the military, when I was in the military, we had so many international guys that would train with us when I was at Fort Benning, and there was like a common theme. It was like American breakfast is awesome, especially in the South, right? I mean, breakfast is the best. And when you're in the yeah. military, oftentimes like breakfast yeah. is the best meal. And you're for the sure. hungriest, and it just tastes good. So breakfast uh, any breakfast any time today for me. My kids would eat pancakes for dinner every single night if I would let them. And I, it's one of the few things I actually cook. And actually, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go to to uh, Fort Benning. General Buzzard. I met him uh, at a retirement a couple of weeks ago. What a great name, General Buzzard. Yeah. Right. With that, I will I will leave it there. Everyone should go check out General Buzzard's pancakes at Fort Benning next time. Chef Irvine's there. Uh, my friend, thank you for joining us. Patreon members, share this far and wide. Tell your friends to join up and sign and join the independent movement. Follow Chef Irvine and get his new book and look for him. Check, at and check out my foundation. Robert yes, Irvine foundation. And I will tell you, IHOP chicken fried steak was like, I think it was one of the first things I got after pandemic. I know it's terrible, but I was like, I know, but I, you know what, man? Chicken fried steak is some good shit. And, and, that's and, that's and, why you lost your head, dude. No, there's so, many, pancakes. there's so many reasons why. You know what? I'm going to give you my secret ingredient in pancakes that I think my grandmother gave me because she did sour cream. Yeah. There was like 
My grandmother was Hungarian and made pastries and everything had sour cream in it. I've got another one for you. Cream Please. cheese. Cream, cream cheese. In mm. the pancakes? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it makes them light and fluffy. You don't taste the cheese. Regular cream cheese or whipped cream cheese? Does it matter? Whip, whipped cream cheese. Yeah. But you do, it doesn't matter because you can whip it anyway. Yeah, well, you're making your own cream cheese. You're not pulling it out of the fridge. <laughs> All okay. right, my friend, I'll let you go. Thank you again. Appreciate you, man. All right. Governor Wes Moore. We're back with our Patreon friends. Wes is sticking around. His comms guy is going to pull the cord and kill me. Uh, all right. One thing that's the best part about being governor. Mm. Um, like, how's one the food? Word? You got a chef? You got a chef? Is, is there yeah, food? Is somebody cooking yeah. pancakes for your kids every day? You mean in, in one word? Yeah. Uh, the people. Mm. That's a the good people. answer. That's a good answer. But you do have a chef, right? We, <laughs> we, we, we do. We got, we got to bring you by government house, man. We got to bring you by Anytime. people's house. We got a good deal for you. I'm there for free food. Uh, okay, what's one, one workout thing you like to do for people who want to stay in shape? Because you're good at it, and I don't know how you keep it up, but what's a workout tip you have? Boxing. Boxing. Excellent. My, yep, in one word, boxing. My Excellent. favorite exercise. And Dawn's boxing, too, now. She is boxing. She's bad, too. She's she can bad. always kick your ass, but now, <laughs> now it's even more well-trained, right? All right, last question. Easter's coming up. What's your favorite Easter candy, Governor Westmore? Oh, um, the Reese's, uh, the Reese's that are that are shaped into an into an Easter egg. Excellent. All right, now I know what yeah. to send you. I know, that's, I know that's multiple words, but yeah. No, that's the, good. Easter that's, Reese's. I say it fast. They're yeah. delicious. That's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. choice. All right, <laughs> I got to let you go. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you to our Patreon members. Support Wes. Follow everything he does, and stay vigilant, everybody. Thank stay you, Wes. Stay vigilant, y'all. Thank you, General Barry McCaffrey. Okay, we are back with, with General Barry McCaffrey for our Patreon members. Thank you all for supporting this program, for helping us spread the word. You get an extra bit of bonus conversation with the great general. Sir, we talked about a lot of heavy stuff during the program today, asking you to shift gears a little bit. What kind of music do you like to listen to? If you listen to music when you're in your car or you're in your home, what do you, what do you like to listen to? Well, all of it. I mean, you know, my dad was uh, loved classical music and Italian opera, and we had season tickets to the Pacific uh, Northwest Ballet, PNB. Uh, we try and go to the opera out here, but uh, my wife in particular loved rap music, and thank God for Sirius Radio. So rather than, you know, trying to stay on an AM channel up in the Cascade Mountains, you can <clears throat> listen with clarity to music. Uh, our, uh, most of the, a lot of the cable TV uh, networks at night when I'm trying to read, I'll turn on, uh, you know, easy listening radio on, on TV on Sirius Radio, which I love. Uh, and we sometimes go to live, live performances and, and like that. So pretty eclectic sense of taste and music. We like almost all of it. Did you play an instrument of any kind growing up, sir? No, I played the plastic pickle in the sixth and seventh grade in Catholic grade school and was soundly thumped by the nun. She figured out at the end of the year that I could only play three notes to the Star Spangled Banner, you know. <laughs> no musical talent whatsoever. I'm so glad I, I asked. Uh, is, there a, is there a TV program that you've watched lately that you would recommend or, or you enjoy or, or a film? But is there any kind of a, a TV or, or movie show you would recommend to folks that you liked? 
Well, movies in the last couple of years have disappointed enormously. Netflix and things like that are creating these incredibly creative uh, performances. But um, we listen to a lot of PBS uh, TV. I mean, you know, whether it's Les Miserables or John Denver last night or Dolly Parton specials where they went through the uh, country western, history of country western, uh, that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we, and we, we, I personally like to listen to Bloomberg uh, or CNBC primarily, but also Bloomberg News. Uh, try and you know stay in touch with the economy. I'm not a big buy and sell investor, but I, I think that I have a responsibility to understand what's going on in the American economy. And there's some great documentaries on that also. Excellent. You mentioned Dolly Parton. I feel like if uh, if it was Joe Biden against Donald Trump, and 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 someone ran as a third party uh, person to be Dolly Parton might be able to do it. She's got a unique level of popularity in this country, and has been so philanthropic and inspiring. It's been really fun to see folks appreciating her legacy and the depth of her of her work. And she's just awesome. Have you ever met Dolly Parton, sir? I haven't. I my uh, roommate at West Point was from uh, Pigeon Ford, Tennessee. So I heard a lot about her. A marvelous human being, a tremendous talent, uh, just a lovely uh, entertainer. Excellent. Okay, final question. This is this is an easy one. Easter's coming up. Do you have a favorite Easter candy? Well. <laughs> I, you know, fortunately, I've gotten down to 170 pounds again. Uh, you know, it, 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 the older you get, the less calories you can take in. So I try and stay True. away from candy uh, and ice cream and lunch and some other things. But having said that, vanilla ice cream, you know, sundaes, milkshakes, that's really almost like cocaine to an addict in, in this family. Good, good answer. I love it. Thank you for sticking around for the extra stuff, sir. Patreon members, there you have it. Uh, words of wisdom and insight and experience from the great General Barry McCaffrey. Please spread the word about this bonus uh, content. Spread the word about independent Americans and follow the general and everything he does uh, and keep the milkshakes away from him. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir, for sticking around and thank you, Patreon members. Those are fun and a change of pace. I hope you dig them. All four of those people are amazing. All four of those people are helpers. And we continue to see helpers every day across America and around the world responding to crises, helping neighbors, and setting the example. This week, my seven-year-old in his first grade class went to meet some helpers at the legendary Ladder 10 house for the fire department in New York. If you don't know, Ladder 10 is just a few feet from ground zero where on 9-11, firefighters ran in when others were running out. Ladder 10 is like a monument to the helpers. And my son got to meet some of the firefighters, learn their stories, and now he will share their stories with others. But the helpers are out there, and we're going to celebrate them on this show now, throughout the madness of March, and always. Always look for the helpers. 
there will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines, because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. So check the hashtag, look for the helpers on Twitter, share yours, I'll share mine, I'll retweet them, I'll amplify them, and we can do all we can to continue to inspire others. And speaking of helpers, I was on MSNBC last week with Stephanie Rule for her show, The 11th Hour, in a segment she does called Friday Nightcap. And in that segment, she asks each of her guests to share an MVP for the week. And I picked one that I featured on this show last week about a man who is truly a helper. And I want to share with you a clip from that show. He's MVP of the week. Who had a big one? Paul, I know your MVP is also one of the most important stories that a lot of people missed. It's from a hearing on Capitol Hill about the U.S.'s withdrawal from Afghanistan. Just watch this. We came to the middle of the runway where there was a blood, where, there, where blood saturated, dusty clothing and headscarves smoldered on the ground. These, dead, these covered the dead bodies that had fallen from the landing gear of the plane that just took off. At this moment, I truly understand that the Afghans were risking everything, even death, to escape the Taliban. It was chaos, but we worked together to figure out the next best steps. Tens of thousands of people descended upon Abbey Gate. Then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. Paul, I want you to be our reporter, our analyst, our expert. What is this all about? That's Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, 25 years old, from California. He lost an arm and a leg. He had a terrible abdominal wound. Right now, he's got 100 to 150 ball bearings inside his body. Hmm. And he testified before Capitol Hill, a tremendous amount of courage just to share his story and also to speak truth to power and demand accountability. There hasn't been, we talked about accountability earlier, there has been no accountability for the debacle that was a withdrawal of Afghanistan. And he was there to demand accountability for his friends, for the 13 service members who died, to the Afghans who are still under attack and dying right now, living in what is basically like Gilead. Um, this was a very, very brave and important thing. I know it's Friday and we want to be uplifting, but I think that man's courage and the courage we saw from all those veterans should give everybody some, some faith in America. And he's my MVP. Do you think we're going to get those answers? We're going to try. I'm going to try. I hope you'll all try. What do you think the holdup is? Guilt? I don't know. But, but Afghanistan has become Forgotistan. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants accountability. Right now, women can't go to school. Our friends and allies have been left to die. And veterans are facing this moral injury. I call it America's great betrayal of Afghanistan. And that's what it is. And it continues to be compounded by every day we don't address it. Oof. Whew. Indeed. Heavy stuff but important stuff, and we're going to keep the focus on issues that other folks don't focus on, whether it's Afghanistan or Ukraine or veterans' issues or Iran or the helpers. We're going to keep that focus. And speaking of focus and helpers, there is some really good and overdue news coming out of Washington this week. It looks like our pressure and years of advocacy has finally moved the Department of Veterans Affairs and VA Secretary Dennis McDonough to finally announce he's changing the VA motto to correspond with Women's History Month. The current motto is exclusionary. It's an old quote from Abraham Lincoln that leaves out women, leaves out caregivers, and leaves out millions of people who are served by the VA. And this is finally changing. We've covered it on this show a number of times and over the years, and this move will improve the culture of VA. It'll better support women vets. It'll encourage more vets to seek help, and it will save lives. 
And I'm very proud that when I was CEO at IAVA back in 2017, we launched a campaign called She Who Born the Battle to change that motto. And it was led by now CEO of IAVA, Allison Jaslow. And it's been a long fight. We've covered the evolution on this show, and you can follow key leaders, including Allison Jaslow, and the work we've done at Operation Liberty, follow IAVA and guests like Kristen Rouse, Lindsey Church, Jeremy Butler, and others for the latest. Changing the exclusionary VA motto was a top goal when past guests Amy McGrath, Allison Jaslow, Jeremy Butler, and I launched Operation Liberty back in July 4th after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But the urgent fight continues. So learn more and join us. Go to OperationLiberty.us. It'll also be linked in the show notes. We're scoring major victories and holding the line. But fights are constant and urgent. And we need you all to send reinforcements. The helpers are out there. Keep looking for them and join them. Keep looking for them and make yourself one of them. When you're on social looking for the helpers, of course, join me and play Guess the Guest every Wednesday night. Of course, our MVP, Delfino Sanchez, correctly guessed the guest last week on Twitter. He said, Paul, could it be the great and powerful Barry McCaffrey? He was fantastic in pod 85. And last pod with Wes Moore was full of five eyes. A week later, where is Lamar Jackson playing next NFL season? Stay frosty, my friend. Well, Delfino correctly guessing it again well done you are an inspiring free agent that any team should pick up and I don't know which team is going to pick up Lamar Jackson I really don't know and how about Aaron Rodgers I am very excited about this for all the long-suffering Jets fans especially my brother and for the entire New York area with this news all the momentum and moves around the Giants the talent of the Buffalo Bills this fall could be the most exciting football season in New York in my lifetime and Maybe Aaron Rodgers can be a guest. I know he loves to go on the Pat McAfee podcast. Maybe he can join mine as well. Open invitation. And if we get Aaron Rodgers on this show, it will be posted at independentamericans.us, where you and Aaron Rodgers can find merchandise, you can join our Patreon community, and you can see past episodes with everyone, including Norman Lear, and the full episodes of everybody you heard in this podcast. We're moving up the charts in the U.S., so keep sharing it. Share the extra content included. And we're hitting the charts around the world, not just in the U.S. In Ukraine, we are the number 81 political podcast. That's according to Chartable. We are number 81 in Ukraine. Slava Ukraine. In Slovenia, we are number 223. I mean, we think about it, given it's an English language podcast, that's not too bad. And in Taiwan, which is also of obvious significance, we are number 190. So, the podcast is moving up around the charts around the U.S. and around the world. So please keep sharing it and go to independentamericans.us where you can support this show. You can join our Patreon community and you can find previous press hits that I've done and press hits coming up, including every Thursday. A reminder to check me out in my weekly segment on News Nation with Marnie Hughes. We'll always focus on the latest Ukraine news. We'll talk about the 20th anniversary of the war in Iraq and all the latest breaking news. Also. Every Friday, including this Friday at 12 noon Eastern, you can join me for a Zoom lunch. We're going to have a quick chat. We will answer your questions. We'll talk about the latest guest, and we'll 
raise a toast to people around the country and whatever free agents have been signed. But you're all welcome. Get on board every Friday on Zoom. It's free. All are welcome. Check the link in the show notes. And when you're there, hit me up on social media, on all the platforms, and please subscribe to this podcast for free. Share and do all those other podcast things. And together, we can keep fighting on. Just like so many of us were doing 20 years ago this week. 20 years ago, the United States invaded Iraq. 20 years ago. It's not getting enough coverage, that's for sure. But it's always in our hearts and in our minds and in our bodies and in our politics. And this week, there is actually going to be a vote on the AUMF in the Senate, the Authorized Use of Military Force, something we've covered on this show. Just before the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, there will finally be a vote. There's also a price tag out now finally on the PAC Act. It's going to be hundreds of billions of dollars. That's the act you may remember that will provide support for millions of veterans exposed to toxins. It ain't cheap, but neither is war or human life. When Congress sends a generation of men and women to war, they got to pay the costs on the back end too. Because 20 years later, we're only now starting to appreciate the full scope of the costs. Did you know that 50% of the veterans that served in Iraq are independents? And about 50% of those who served in Afghanistan, too. About 50% of all post-9-11 veterans are independents. And a majority of vets are clear in their nonpartisanship and in the issues they care about. And 98% are registered to vote. Veterans appreciate and will defend our core American values, especially freedom and the basic right of every American to have an equal vote. We live country over party, and we're uniquely powerful. And we're not alone in our independence. Many of you are not veterans. Many of you are independents or independent adjacent or independent curious. But many and more Americans are independent. That includes 65% of young people, 40% of Asian Americans, 37% of Latinos, 30% of African Americans, and 20% of Native Americans, and 50% of veterans of the war in Iraq. There were no winners in the war in Iraq. But this March, we independents are continuing to win. We are dominating our bracket, and all we do lately is win. I got a quick independent movement update for you. There's breaking news. This week, our movement has successfully defeated a closed primary legislation push in Tennessee. There was a multi-week campaign happening on the ground. This is a major win for Tennessee voters, for the independent movement. Big shout-out especially to the League of Women Voters in Tennessee, Civic TN, and the Forward Party in Tennessee. Folks hadn't realized that 50% of veteran voters would be excluded from the primary elections just because they're politically neutral. But this is another big win for our movement, another key defensive win for open primaries. Big shout out to those folks. And another win happened this week as well. The voters of Mississippi maintain their right to participate in free 
and fair elections. A closed primary piece of legislation was defeated there as well. The attacks are coming to close open primaries. And this is just a tip of the iceberg of what we're facing defensively. There are partisan zealots out there that want to close primaries in every state. Legislation is still pending in Alabama, Missouri, and Texas. And our friends at Open Primaries are really the only organization nationally mobilizing opposition, and they need your support. So check them out. They're always linked in the show notes. I post about them on social. And join the fight to defend open primaries as it continues in Colorado, Montana, Nebraska, and a number of other states. And you can help us keep winning. And you can help us keep this movement winning. America's more divided than ever, but we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are fighting to change it, adding light to contrast the heat of all those other political shows and continuing to support our movement. So if you're among the 50% of Americans who are independent, this is your place. Our independent movement is part of the solution. We continue to set the pace. We continue to defend our democracy. And we continue to bring new people together in new ways around shared values. People over politics light over heat, disrupting the status quo and creating a new movement that spans all across our society. No matter what kind of madness comes at us in March, we'll continue to be Semper Gumby. We will adapt, improvise, and overcome. It'll be over and next. Yes, March is continuing to roar, and there is a lot of madness. But our movement is growing, and I hope you enjoyed this episode with Rachel Maddow, Chef Robert Irvine, General Barry McCaffrey, and Governor Westmore. Thanks to all of them for joining us. If you did enjoy this conversation and these shows, please share them far and wide and invite others to get on board with this independent movement, one that seeks to build and elevate instead of dividing and tearing down. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And know you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant, and we're all in this together, no matter what comes at us. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin, Slava Ukraine. Stay vigilant, America, and stay Semper Gumby. Media.